we're going to be reading through 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 1 and 2, um, which we're, as we continue through 2 Corinthians. And I was really excited about this because it made my job here the, this morning really easy, because um, you'll see in a minute. But it says, as God's fellow workers, we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. For he says, in the time of my favor, I heard you, and in the day of salvation, I helped you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. And as I was reading these scriptures, uh, preparing for this morning, I was thinking about, so I have a slightly different version, and it says acceptable. So favor, where it says favor, we urge you not, ah, in the time of my favor, uh, my version says, in, an, in the acceptable time. And both kind of deem this like this moment of time that's the right time. Can we agree with that? That if it's the acceptable time or the favorable time, that's like the time we want it to happen. I know uh, I'm learning to become an English football fan, but I'm an American football fan, and when the Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl, I figured that was the acceptable time. <laughs> and uh, I got to cheer and root and scream and holler. And, and just in the same, I'm learning that... Um, who's it, Man City's on top or something for them? And they, I, I don't know whose fans are whose. I'm kind of pulling for Burnley. I don't know why. I'm an underdog <laughs> guy. So I, I don't think they have a hope this year. But um, I was thinking about this, this acceptable time. And I think if, if I were Burnley, an acceptable time may not be just yet. <laughs> right? I mean, I'm thinking probably maybe 40 years in the future or something like that. You know, if I'm Man City, I think the acceptable times now, probably, or Liverpool, who's, who's, right? I got that right. Oh, look at me go. I attribute all my football knowledge to the vicar, Lori, who watches Match of the Day with me and tells me everything I need to know. But I, I was thinking about this, this phrase about this acceptable time, the right time, the right time to be in the right place at the right moment. And quite frankly, it's a weird concept because I got to thinking about this and got to thinking about, wow, now is the time of salvation. Now is the time. And we'll, we'll come back to that. But some of us have a different version of what's acceptable. In fact, acceptable or favorable actually difference, differs with our preference. My preference would maybe be that everyone in here is saved now. Um, God's preference, I think, is pretty clear that now is the time of salvation. But I also know that when I was younger, my preference wasn't now. My preference was maybe never. Or my preference was uh, when, when it felt right. Or when, uh, maybe when I've exhausted myself or when I'd done enough of the right things, then I'd maybe give God a chance. That would have been what was acceptable to me. And what's interesting, as we look at these scriptures today, and I was thinking about this, I was thinking about you know, what, what, what is acceptable to you, God? And I begin to realize that this part in the middle where it says, oh, I better read it from here. It says, in the time of my favor, I heard you, and in the day of salvation, I helped you. Now, that's in quotations, which means it came from somewhere else in the Bible. And that was actually an Old Testament prophecy from God to his son. That was to Jesus. 
Now is the acceptable time for your salvation, for you to go through the cross, for you to go through the time in which he would, he would die and pay for our sins, the time in which he would actually bear the weight of the world upon his shoulders, every wrong decision we would ever make, every wrong thought we would ever have. I don't know about you, but I'm guilty of wrong thoughts. I'm not, you know, sometimes I think we get this idea that maybe I don't make too many bad decisions, and that may be somewhat true. But Jesus cut it all the way down in our thoughts. If you've thought about it, you might as well have done it. Because it's not, it's, it's the heart, it's the mind, it's that position of where we have. God was saying, now is the acceptable time, Jesus, for you to come, for you to die, for there to be salvation through you. And I begin to realize that this, this was a amazing opportunity, an amazing verse for us to join ourselves with him, for us to be like, you know what, if it is acceptable to you in a time where maybe he didn't think it was acceptable. I don't know if you know the Bible well, but if you don't, I'll just preface this a little bit. Right before Jesus died for our sins, our, our shortcomings, our failures, our shame, our guilt, the things we carry, right before he went there, he went to a garden. And in this garden, he was on his knees, and he was talking to the Father. He was praying. And he said, Lord, take this cup from me. Take this, this, I'm about to get the flesh ripped off my back. I'm about to get thorns shoved into my head. I'm about to have nails driven through my hands and my feet and die on a cross for doing absolutely nothing wrong. But he said, but not my will, but yours be done. And what I begin to see is I, as I was looking over these passages, I actually begin to see Jesus. I begin to see the reality that to him, maybe it wasn't the acceptable time, but it was to God. And I think what the Lord's saying to all of us today is when he says the word now is the acceptable time, he means now for all of us. Now is the time. It's not too late. It's not when you get someplace or are successful enough or, or fail enough or whatever the case may be. It's now is the time. And Jesus gave himself over to God's acceptable, favorable time. And I think that's what all of us should really do with all of our life. It's like the story we heard this morning when Lori had come up and joined a group of people talking and just shared a story. He didn't know it was the acceptable time for that story, but yet he gave it because he rendered his heart, I'm assuming, just knowing the man and, and spending time with him and his love for God, he's always really kind of wanting to do what he thinks God wants him to do and what he hears him say to do. And I think about that often because I think about the implications that has on our, on our eternity. I think about the implications that has on our right now. Life is, God is in charge. He's not in control. And there's, there's songs written about God's in control, Jesus take the wheel, and stuff like that. And I'm not, nothing against the heart of the people that wrote the songs or anything like that, but he's not going to drive for you. Who knows that you have a free choice every day, all day, throughout the day? Sweet, there's four of us. The rest of you are robots. <laughs> but if you think about it, we, we're, we become a, some product of the decisions we make, aren't we? As, as we continue, if I, if I turn, uh, you know, if I go to this school, I, I'll get a slightly possibly different, better, maybe worse, depending on how you weight that even, education. Hopefully the baseline of it all is relatively the same. Otherwise, we're all in trouble. 
But, but if, I, if, I, if I drive a car down this road, these are the things I may face along the way. If I go down this road, these are the things I may face along the way. I know that's, you know, in America, if I go down a highway, yes, they're long, they're straight. You can go for miles without touching the steering wheel. It's okay. But <laughs> it's not. That explains so many of our conversations in the car. But it's, it, it's this reality that, you know, if I, if I head to Florida from New York, I'm, I'm going to go south. And if I go south, depending on what roads I take, I may see some different things. If I drive from New York to California, where what we did when we, not long after we got married, I'm going to see certain things. And if I go a northern route, I'll see more mountains. If I go a southern route, I'll see some mountains, not as big, more desert. And hopefully you got enough petrol to make it all the way through that thing. Um, Oh, it's just the worst. That's a whole different, that popped into my head. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> but what happens is our choices matter. Our choices do matter. And that's not to overbear you and say, oh, you've got to make every right choice. The fact is, you're not going to make every right choice. And that's okay. We try our best to make every right decision we can. But I think if we're all honest with ourselves, we, we, we make mistakes. We may think, this is the favorable time for me to do something where the person that what we choose and it affects their life, to them, it's like that wasn't a favorable time at all. And the thing that I loved about the testimony that was shared this morning, we were at the same wedding, some close friends of ours actually, and uh, that's just funny. It just made me think of the fact. So we, this baptism was beautiful. And the, the husband of the bride, who's a longtime family friend of ours, I got a baptized kind of right towards the beginning of lockdown. And I was thinking about the fact that to him, that, that today is the acceptable time for this. But some of us have been like, oh, I had some plans on Sunday. I was going to do this. Like, you know, I was going to preach a different message. Maybe. No, I wasn't, actually. I was given this message. But you know what I mean. Like, there's some other things that it affects. And every time we make a decision, it may affect other people. Sometimes it will only affect us. But odds are most, almost every decision you make will affect somebody else, whether it's at work I remember when I made decisions at a data center operations manager. What I decided to do affected my entire team and then affected the team after that and then affected the team after that. And I think of what God did and said, now is the acceptable time for my son to go to the cross. Now is the favorable time for salvation to be available to all. And I was, yesterday at the wedding, I was... I kind of was just curious. I was like, Lord, why, why, why don't we just, why don't we just actually listen to you? To be honest, I spent many years of my life not listening to him. I was successful. I was smart. I was athletic. I know I don't look it now, but I was at one point. But I was. But it was, it was all good, and I could have spent the rest of my life walking down that journey. But the truth was... I, we, I think all of us know that there's something more. I think all of us kind of deep down, you know, especially as life goes by and we get older or, you know, I, I got some close friends that have lost young children. You know, and I think about the fact that we, we none of us actually know, actually know when it's going to be over. 
But something inside most of us, I think, realizes that there's got to be more or that there is more. And I just want to let you know there, there is more. There is something more. It's called eternal life. And we, we have a choice to make when it comes to that. And that choice to make, there's no better time than now to make that choice. I was thinking yesterday, I got, I don't use props very often. Don't judge my props. Yes, it's a bunch of flowers in my pocket. But I was outside uh, walking with our friends, little boys, one and a half, I think. And I was just kind of following them around. So, so his parents, you know, I made a choice that affected his parents. I watched their son for a while so that they could enjoy the wedding because it was actually their sister that was getting married. And as I was watching this, this little boy, he just, he just wanted to run. So he ran out to, to, to the grass. The rugby pitch is what's in my head. So at the rugby club was the reception. And uh, he ran out to the rugby pitch. And there's all these, this is like, a very small fraction of these little flowers that were scattered all over the rugby pitch. And I was like, you know, I was thinking about today, honestly, which means that you all are valuable. And I only know that because if I'm thinking of you before I even met you or before you were here, you definitely mattered to God being here today. And I was watching this young boy, and I'm, I'm not going to put him down because I'm tall and it's annoying to bend that far down. But um, he would pick these up, and, and this to him, he always talked about the outer bits. This bit, he always, and he would say orange, obviously not that well, he's one and a half, but you could tell what he was saying. And he'd go, and then he'd look up at me, and I'm like, yeah, that's orange. And then he'd go on, and he'd go red. He'd throw, he'd look up at me, I'm like, yeah, that's, that's right. He said, I'm going to try my best, he was like, purple. <laughs> and he'd throw it up, and he'd just watch it come down. And then look at me, and I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> Great oversight. And then he said, this was my favorite, ink. No pee, just ink. And he threw it up, and it fell down. I really wanted to bait a one-and-a-half-year-old on whether or not this was green, but he stuck with it. So he goes, green, and he throws it up. And, and he watched it come down. And every time, this went on, I kid you not, for about 45 minutes. <laughs> I love my friends. I, to them, we're, we're not blood-related, but I'm Uncle Jared and Aunt Charlene. Or, I have to tell this story real fast. They were coming to, and we were going to get to see him. And the oldest son, who's six, goes, who's that lady that's always with Uncle Jared? <laughs> 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 Life goal, check. Because <laughs> she, she thinks I'm the boring one. But I'm watching this, this young man throw these flowers for 45 minutes up in the air, and they float down. And every time they hit the ground, he looks up at me and throws them up in the air, and they float down. And he look at me again. And I just begin to laugh. I begin to laugh because for him, now was the time to throw flowers in the air and watch him float down. Now was the time to pick another one up and throw it in the air. And what he thought was acceptable, I thought was, well, I was actually pretty fine with it because I needed some fresh air, to be honest. So it was acceptable to me. But how many times 
that if he would have kept his dad out there for 45 minutes throwing these flowers up and down, how it may not have felt acceptable to the father, to his father. And I thought about that in reverse with us. That he said, God said, now is the acceptable time for you to throw the flowers in the yard. Now is the acceptable time for you to do it. We oftentimes feel like it's not acceptable to me, so it doesn't matter. But the truth is, what he did, we can't undo. And the timing that he chose, we don't get to choose for him. He chose for us because he loves us and because he wants us to be free eternally. And whether eternity or not is a weird concept to you, it's the truth. And it's going to be a real thing that we all have to deal with. It freaks my wife out, the thought of eternity. I'm just being honest. The thought of eternity freaks some people out, which is why I don't face it, why we don't think about it. But there's something in us that just knows it's real. And as I saw this young man throw these up and down, I realized that now is the acceptable time. And that his choice does affect my life, whether I want it to or not. And the same way God chose to create man and to put us here on this earth and to, to enjoy it and to, and, and to take dominion over the animals and to, to build houses and, 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 and help people and, and enjoy nature and go on hikes. And I love England for all the walking paths you guys have. It's, it's just absolutely gorgeous. And the bluebells were out not that long ago. And now I just smell fresh garlic uh, from all the wild garlic, which isn't common where I lived in the States. And I think about the fact that he chose that in that time to place us here and today for us to be in this building. His timing is always perfect, whether we accept it or not, whether it's favorable to us or not. But I think today is favorable to him. Now is the time. Now is the time of salvation. And I just wanted to uh, encourage you that if you've never asked Jesus into your heart, if you've never thought about the fact that there is eternity, there is. There's a young man who is dedicated to the eternal nature of God today, and it was a beautiful act, and it was an awesome act, and he'll still have choices to make as he grows older. But the truth is, now is the time. And if you could just close your eyes with me for a minute, and I'm just going to pray for you. I'm going to pray over you, and I am going to ask you a question. But I just want you to close your eyes for a minute. I want you to think, if you were the little boy throwing the flowers up and down, would that have been acceptable to you? Would it have been acceptable to just be in, in, in a place where he was, I'm not his father, but in a sense, he was in the presence of the father, always looking to the father. Is that acceptable? Can I keep doing this? And I think the answer to many of you today, God would say to you, yes, I've always loved you. I gave you the flowers to throw in the air. I gave you life. I gave you your family. I gave you your friends. I've given you everything. I gave you my son. And I want to just ask you today, with your eyes closed, please just close your eyes. With your eyes closed, if you've never asked Jesus in your heart, now is the time. Now is the time of salvation. Now is the time to become a little child again, to throw flowers in the air without a care in the world. And if that's you, I just, with everyone's eyes closed and head bowed, just raise your hand. Just raise your hand if that's you. If you want to make that decision today, thank you, thank you. I see you, thank you. And it's not about being perfect or, or, or saying even the right color. 
It's about knowing that there's a God who loves you. He loves you. He really, really loves you. And so, Father, I just thank you. I thank you for your son. I thank you for Jesus who died that we all may be saved. Not not here, but eternally. That we can come to you with a smile on our face and not a care in the world and throw some flowers up into the air. God, I pray for the family of this baptism, the friends, for all those who've come today. I pray that you bless them. I pray that you would just lay upon them the smile that I gave that little boy yesterday, saying, yeah, yeah, that's red. Yeah, that's pink. So, Father, I thank you. I thank you for your children. I thank you for those who chose you today and will choose you hereafter. In Jesus' name, amen.